Hello and welcome to the Movies We've Never Seen podcast. This podcast does contain occasional strong language and adult themes. If you are averse to spoilers for the film that is listed in the title, please tune out now, go watch the movie, or, like us, stop at the intermission, watch the movie, and resume the podcast after. This episode also contains spoilers for Seven Samurai, The Shape of Water, Midsummer, Signs, and the seventh Harry Potter movie, maybe. Thanks for coming along on this ride with us. Please enjoy. You once said that uh, you like to make an audience scream through technical means. What is it about an audience screaming that you like? Now, those are the kind of questions uh, that the film buffs like to ask. They expect an awful lot of the sort of material that I don't tell anybody. And it was a nightmare. It was an eye-opener. Ignorance. Sheer ignorance, you know, there's no confidence to equal it. I don't have any problem with enjoying a big blockbuster. I'm not a fascist of those boring art movies which, when they are over, you are glad that they are over and then you celebrate it just as a kind of a superstitious measure. I will talk about it so that I don't have to see it again or whatever. So in a way, our, our broadcast was an assault on the uh, credibility of that machine. We wanted people to understand that they shouldn't take any opinion predigested and they shouldn't swallow everything that came through the tap. We had uh, Orson Welles, Albert Hitchcock, John Ford, Howard Hawks, Roman Polanski. We had uh, Antonioni. We did, it was unbelievable time to listen to these guys talk. Hello and welcome back to the Movies We've Never Seen podcast. I'm your host, Mike, and I am joined by Michael. How you doing? I am doing swell. And yourself? I'm doing pretty good. Uh, yeah. I can't complain. A little, little tired here and there, but yeah, you know what? Yeah. That's, that, that goes with the territory yeah. of having kids. So, um, <laughs> But we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about movies. And today, I'm going to ask you a question to get your, you know, to see where your head's at mm-hmm, when it comes mm-hmm. to, to movies in general before we get into the topic of this movie that we're going to talk mm-hmm. about and go see. That we've never seen before. This question's a little granular, and I will warn people right now, I will maybe try to keep a few things away. I'm going to try to keep it vague, but this this Mm -hmm. next section might have a heinous amount of spoilers. (laughs) Uh, So this question is, what is your favorite ending to a movie? (laughs) I, I respect that. My favorite ending to a movie. I hate you. Somehow, <laughs> like that should be so easy because normally your favorite movie ends with the best ending, but that's not always true. Sometimes movies I really like just don't end well. Um, funny Games, that's a terrible ending. It's funny it's because such a good movie. It's funny because I have that one on one of really? my fa- I actually I actually really like that one. I feel like it <laughs> It fits the movie. It fits it really well, which is good. It's a yeah. da- it's a oh, it's a horrible oh. ending as far as like oh. the actual thing what happened. Oh, but I yeah. thought it capped that movie off mm-hmm. to a T. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not my favorite. Oh yeah, no, but it's it's up there. It was one that I wrote down as like ah, oh, funny games question <laughs> mark. Yeah, Oof. that's so hard too because there's so many different reasons you could pick one. Uh, so. Gut punch, gut punch endings are always good with when they like just leave you in tears. I, I don't think I've ever cried at the end of a movie. Come to think of it, though, I was very young when the Lord of the Rings came out. I cried when Gandalf died. Mm-hmm. Um, I I tell you what, I will give you actually. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll give you two right right away. Mm-hmm. So I think 
and these aren't necessarily like my favorite favorites, but I'll, I'll give mm-hmm. you three. And these are all sort of like different ones. I love gut punch endings. Mm-hmm. So one of my favorite ones is Old Boy, and okay. that's one of the reasons why it is one oh, of my favorite yes. movies of all time. Because not only does it have such a good mm-hmm. story, good action, mm-hmm. good acting, but mm-hmm. it's got just this amazingly emotional like gut punch mm-hmm. ending that mm-hmm. is really good. So that that's that. But also um, Seven Samurai. Okay. Which yeah. at the I think it's more to do with the ending shot of the film, mm-hmm. where it's like you you go through this like three and a half hours of film with these characters <laughs> learning about them, and then all yes. of the ones that die, you like there's this sort of sorrow that you that you viscerally feel as the remaining living samurai are walking off, mm-hmm. and then they zoom and pan up. Like Kurosawa pans up to the top of this hill, mm-hmm. and all of their the the samurai's swords are stuck in the top, yes. and it just fades out in the sunset. <laughs> it is, I'm getting chills thinking about it. <laughs> like it's such a perfect oh, yeah. ending shot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's set up well by the fact that like you got to know and love these characters mm-hmm. throughout the mm-hmm. course of this commitment of a film <laughs> you've sat down to watch. And Amen. I think the other one, and you mentioned like you know. A movie that you like ended crying at i didn't cry but i might have teared up just a little bit but the ending of pig the, that that came to mind the yeah pig, just, pig was such mm. a satisfying heartfelt ending oh, my goodness that i love that movie it's such a the more i think about it the more i like it i really like that movie just just wild um here's a movie that i recently saw in theaters Spoiler alert, because this is a really recent movie for anyone who hasn't seen it. I, the movie The Invitation, okay? Came out in theaters. It's a it's a vampire movie. Oh, okay. Um, based loosely off of Dracula. Oh, um, I think yeah. my wife wanted to see that one. Yeah. Um So if you're listening, don't Don't listen. Don't listen. Um if you're if you're listening, <laughs> don't <laughs> Um I hear you like popcorn with your movies. Um Don't <laughs> That, I, I don't know if I, I want to say do or do not watch that movie because it, it's it's schlocky towards the end. With the invitation? Um, oh, yeah, yeah. It's, don't go into it thinking you're going to get like a, oh, this is a super serious movie and oh, it's super scary or anything like that. It's a good movie. I liked it. Okay, it's good. kind of schlocky. So, so I, I won't, Fright Night <laughs> vibes. Fr- uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll go with Fright Night vibes. The ending of that movie... After you know a, a pretty good, a pretty decent um, final confrontation scene, the ending of that movie was just so funny in the context of it. I couldn't help but bust out laughing in the theater after. It's it's you know pretty serious, pretty dark or whatever, but not not like um not like straight. Ah, oh, this is a scary <laughs> horror film, but just the contrast of the end of it to what had just happened. I'm going. Oh, this is ludicrous. And here's the best part. I want this to be the next movie that I see. I like that in an ending where you go, oh, this is the sequel that we get, right? I want to see that movie. Okay, okay. I, I, I dig that. I yeah. do like I do like those movies where it sets up like a really good sequel that you're mm-hmm. really excited about. There's not going to be a sequel. Well, yeah. But, but I, yeah, I do like those where it's feel, like, yeah. oh, this was so good. And then you got that, like, mm-hmm. you got this, like, little scene that, like, yeah. sets it up for an ending. I, mm-hmm. I do like those. I do have some other honorable mentions, but like mm-hmm. um, John Carpenter's The Thing. Boom. That one's, thing. Um, that the, one's an iconic ending. Yeah, it really is. Um, um, the, the Witch. 
I like yes. I like the witch. Yes, yes, that's yes. a great ending. Uh, the ending of Triangle. Yes. Yeah. The, oh, I almost just forgot. Finally about that wraps one. up, and you go, oh shit. Yeah, that's that that's is so good. Triangle is in is in mm-hmm. my top ten of all mm-hmm. time. One hundred percent. It's just I need to watch that again. Because you can watch it multiple times and mm-hmm. miss things. Yes. And it still feels fresh every time mm-hmm. you watch it because you're looking for things. It's like um I would I would say that that one and then like time crimes. Yes. Another really good another, one. Another another yeah. good one that has a good ending. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think I think for me the ending of Triangle was better than Time Crimes. Mm-hmm. Although Time Crimes did have a lot of like oh, good gosh. stuff going for it. It really did. Both of those movies are sort of of a similar vein in how they work. While um, Triangle isn't really a time travel film, no. I think. Yeah. No. It's, it's time not Crimes time explicitly movie. is yes, a time travel it, film. Absolutely. It's the best time travel movie. It is. Um, um, time Cop's close. Okay. Okay. But time Crimes is, I think, yeah. hands down way better. Oh, yeah. I guess, although I guess if you count Terminator 2, Terminator 2 is pretty up there okay. too. Yeah. But, but I still think mm-hmm. Time Crimes is the best time travel mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. okay yeah um attack the block also a great ending oh that yeah. one does have a great ending yeah, yeah. Oof. that's also a great movie i need to go back that I is a very good movie um movie. <sighs> Ooh. but yeah there's there's a lot of different movie endings and a lot of different reasons to like them to come down just firmly on one i feel like you'd almost have to do that what's your favorite ending for this genre almost like what's the best ending of your favorite of an action movie well it's when they drops what's his name off the Nakamura Towers and at the end of Die Hard. That's so cool, but it's just so hard to narrow that down to your favorite ending. Yeah, which is, I think it's a good it's a good open ended question though. Although I will say, if you're like looking at like um if you're looking at like action films of that mm-hmm. era, like eighties nineties, mm-hmm. I think honestly probably Point Break has the best ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good movie. That is a good movie too. I enjoy that. Uh, maybe even Bad Boys too. I don't think I've actually seen that come to think Wait, of it. Wait, you ain't never seen Bad Boys 2? Oh. Oh, my memory banks. Oh, no. I, I have a movie I need to go watch. All right, bye, Mike. All right, we'll see you later. <laughs> well, you know what? We are going to watch an action movie. Oh, yeah. So, oh, that's um, right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to transition this into, into here. So mm-hmm. I'm going to read mm-hmm. you the synopsis for the movie that we're going to watch. A young boy becomes the successor to a long line of avatars who must master all four elements and stop the Fire Nation and their ruthless conquest. It's Avatar. The low-hanging fruit. From 2009, directed by James Cameron. <laughs> the low-hanging. You couldn't I not, couldn't though. not. That's so perfect. I was going to... I thought about doing something else and then doing it later, and then I'm like, no, I'm oh, just going to do it up man. front, because no, I, yeah. I have to. <laughs> That's <sighs> perfect. So, yeah, it's it's the it's the blue Avatar, yeah. not, the, not the Ong Avatar. <laughs> Ong? Are you the Avatar? I've never seen that movie. I haven't seen The Last Airbender. <laughs> Oh, what wow. a twist okay so we're both going to see this because i just came up with my answer for the movie though um i'm so sorry <laughs> to cut you off here no no no. do it do it do um, it um shoot what's the the, the unbreakable a glass glass, glass? A, probably my favorite movie ending just because it really I, I i know a lot of people didn't like it i think it's just the perfect way to cap off i haven't trilogy. seen glass it the ending of it is I think you either have to love it or hate it. I think it's the perfect way to cap that as a trilogy, though. Yeah, because it's um, um it's a unbreakable, unbreakable split, split and then glass. glass. I have not seen yeah. Split or Glass yet. They're on my list to like watch. I think Split is better than Glass, and you will like it. I think Glass had to be the movie to wrap up the series, and I can totally see why people didn't like it. I don't think it did well, 
if I remember correctly, but I loved it. Yeah. Absolutely Unbreakable is it. just one of my favorite it's, superhero movies oh, of all yeah. time. Oh, yeah. Because that's my favorite kind of superhero movie. Anyway, I'm, ooh, I'm ready to talk about that. <laughs> all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we, we're, we're going to see this because um, it was on my list. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you brought this to my attention that they're actually showing it on the big screen again. Yeah. So for I think it's what the like an anniversary edition or something, mm-hmm. some the, some BS like that. Yeah, I don't know like that or like hey, you guys remember Avatar that came out what thirteen years ago? It came out yeah, it, well, yeah, it was uh, what oh nine. So yeah, yeah. it's yeah. Ooh. But uh, basically, they're like, hey, you want to watch this movie again because it made like bank when <laughs> when it came out. So we're gonna just try it again. Ooh. Uh, also yeah. because the new avatar movie is coming out yeah yeah like within yeah. the next year i think so yeah 2023 yeah i, I think it's early 2023 maybe yeah. maybe maybe the end of 2020 i don't know i, I haven't been paying much attention yeah. to it but this is a movie that i've just kind of missed um mm-hmm. i i actually it's funny because i had it sitting on my shelf for a number of years and really? i've never seen it but it was someone it was it was a, a borrowed copy that we finally <laughs> i believe gave back to the rightful person <laughs> without ever having watched it wow okay i think i had it for like five or six years (laughs) yo you're a good borrower just just like just like my copy of blade runner 2049 patrick (laughs) he needs to watch it first he needs to Mm -hmm. i'm not going to take that back until he watches it because i he'll he'll love it he will i think it's because i think it's because his wife gina hasn't had the time to sit down and watch the first blade runner and they want to watch together why so it's actually gina's oh fault i'm calling gina. her out all right actually. all right gina enemy of the show enemy of the show but until, it can be fixed until yeah yeah is you have temporary enemy status <laughs> until you until you and patrick watch 2049 yes yes Oof. anyway sorry i hate to yeah. i hate to drop that bomb on <laughs> on you right there but um so no avatar i don't really know much about it other mm-hmm. than like like it's got zoe saldana in it mm-hmm. uh it's got steven steven lang in it mm-hmm. who i like steven lang yeah um he's who i based one of my characters on and uh yeah uh our, our uh, dresden files role-playing game Heck yeah. um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's basically like they're just if i remember right it's like this paraplegic soldier who's mm-hmm. like given a second chance yeah inspiring and then he goes into the body of of, of, of a blue thing and then <laughs> and then the shape of water happens where they an aliens bang <laughs> spoiler alert for the shape of water <laughs> yeah. oh my goodness <laughs> Dude, this this, this episode is gonna be rife with spoilers but and Don't then listen. and then like they have to defeat the 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 bad guys yeah. who was the united states military all along or something <laughs> wow or earth military this, i don't know this movie's about iraq I think so. I think this movie's a pro-Taliban film. Oh my gosh. You know what's funny is when someone described this movie to me, they said, eh, it's kind of like Pocahontas and an action film. I'm like, okay. You know what? That's probably more apt. Yeah. Is that it's, yeah, it's like, it's probably, yeah. I, again, without having seen it, like mm-hmm. I know the plot in general. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, they, they, they spend technology to do, oh, Sigourney Weaver's in this movie too. Is she really? Yeah. Fabulous. She yeah. shows up just at the end of the movie, right? I don't know. <laughs> if she does, beautiful. It will just add to the pile of movies where <laughs> that is the case. She just comes out of the UFO and says, do you really want to join the blue people? They don't have three tits like real aliens. <laughs> like the ones on Mars. Yes. <laughs> Man, yeah. So I, I don't know too much about it. I just I know, know that this was like a revolutionary movie for the time because yes. it's all the- CGI. I think so. Are the people CGI too? I I'm not a hundred percent sure. I think the people when they are human being people are not CGI based on still frames I've seen. But when you go into whatever the planet is where all the blue people are, it's a hundred percent. Yeah, 
Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's not a single person. Yeah, that's, so, I mean, that's, like, it's claim to fame. And, like, yeah. that's, like, that's, like, Cameron's whole shtick. He's, like, yeah. I want to push the envelope when it mm-hmm. comes to filmmaking, which... And I think it did win for Best Special or Visual Effects. Or I think it did. I think it did like in the yeah. year that it came out. Because I don't yeah. know that there was... I mean, 2009, what else was even out? Like I don't remember. I know it... I mean, was, it was, like, worldwide, like... Yeah. Like, I think it made more money than anything. Yeah. Which, I mean, James Cameron's good at doing that. Like, mm-hmm. he did, like, Terminator 2, which made gobs, gobs of money. Gobs of money. He did, um... Uh, you know, Aliens, which also made make gobs, gobs of, of money. money. He did, um, ty- did he do Titanic? I, that sounds right. I think he did. Oh my gosh. Oh my God, did you he know what's do- funny is, right, um, when this movie came out and didn't win the Oscar for best film, the thing I remember happening is, um, some lady called into like a radio station to complain about the Oscars to say, I think the movie that wins the Oscar should be the one that made the most money. And that was, like, her whole point was Avatar should have won because it made money. She actually has a point, honestly. <laughs> like, it's almost a better reason to win an Oscar than... Than the, the current, current like, arbitrary to, yeah. reasons of, like, the Academy likes it. Yeah. It was. It was written and directed by James Cameron, Titanic was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So, I, yeah, uh, I forgot. just makes money. Yeah, okay. he, is, he is a money-making machine. <laughs> I, you know, I respect that. Hollywood, it can say it's about art, but that you need money to make art. So. Yeah, and like, yeah, that's that, that is what he does. Yeah. I mean, it's like, that's like he's like he's like the Guy Ritchie of like of like <laughs> blockbusters. Gosh, yeah, this Guy Ritchie's like, all right, I'm just well, except James Cameron can make whatever he wants because he's made more money than God multiple <laughs> times. Whereas I'm assuming Guy Ritchie doesn't get enough money from all of these Disney movies that he's doing to make the real rock and rolla. <laughs> Guy Ritchie, temporary enemy of the show, also until you make the real rock and roller, or Sherlock Holmes three, I'll or Sher- I, mm, preferably if rock it and has Rolla. preferably that if it has Downey, okay, he has to make two more Sherlock Holmes films with Downey mm-hmm. Jr. and Jude Law. Yes, yes, and he will be forgiven. Oof, yes, because those or rock and roll, <laughs> dude. Those are rock and roll is one of my favorite movies of all time. But I will say, like his, I think weirdly enough his and i've said this before on the show his sherlock holmes to me is the definitive sherlock holmes (laughs) even more so than and i love the basil rathbone sherlock holmes it's just like jude law is such a good (laughs) watson and like all the bad Mm -hmm. guys are great all of like like downey jr as holmes is like a very it's not even really a unique spin it's just like a really good take on it yes 100 percent, and the visuals There's are so amazing it feels like one of his gangster films while being a period piece <laughs> oh, yeah. and an adaptation perfect <laughs> anyway man do you just want to go watch sherlock holmes instead of avatar <laughs> that or rock and roller yes yeah okay i'm one down for either of those um just sausage and beans all day mate heck yeah uh, mm, i take it back mm. <sighs> All right, well, do you, do, yeah. I, I don't know. Do you have any other things you want to say before we go into trivia on this? Uh, no, let's go into trivia and see if that spawns maybe something yeah, more interesting. I, I don't know what to say about it other good. than, other than yeah. like, movie made a lot of money, yeah. and maybe that's a good criteria <laughs> for the Oscars. All right, so question number one. At the time of audition, the lead actor, Sam Worthington, was doing what? A, homeless, living in his car. <laughs> B, shining shoes at LAX airport. Or C, delivering pizzas for Domino's. Oh my goodness. 
Domino's really needs to capitalize off that if that is the case. I want to say he was homeless though, just because that strikes a nerve with me as some bit of trivia I heard when the movie came out. So it's probably wrong because we all know that my striking nerves and my uh, my gut feelings, my instincts, my uh, knee-jerk reactions are the worst. So I'm going to go with who's homeless. You're actually right. <laughs> Let's go. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, he was homeless. He was homeless. Yeah. Wow. So, well, okay. It didn't say he was homeless in the trivia, but he said it was he was living out of his car. So that's, uh, essentially, that's essentially... I'm assuming that means he's homeless. <laughs> Either that or you're a musician. Yes. Yeah, so he could have been like, oh, I have a home, but I'm in LA and I'm trying to get a gig, so <laughs> yeah. I'm living out of my car. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like that's disingenuous. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say he was probably homeless. He was probably homeless. So, yeah, he was just trying to get gigs, like, Heck working yeah. out of this. And he landed the lead role in probably the biggest movie on the planet <laughs> up until that point in time. Yeah, for real. Until, though. I guess, what, End Avengers Endgame End now is the biggest? Yeah, that made gob. And speaking of gobs of money. Yeah, until Marvel came around, James Cameron was the, the mm -hmm. big boy on the block. He was, yeah. In before Marvel has James Cameron do something for them. <laughs> I, I, he, I don't think he'll ever do that. No. Cameron doesn't strike no. me as a Marvel whore. No, <laughs> a Marvel horror. You know what's funny is with all of the Marvel stuff coming out, I'm excited to go back and watch this movie, even though it's just a generic action movie, I think. Yeah, I think that that, honestly, like, because there's been so much of a saturation of, like, mm -hmm. superhero, like, yeah. action films that this one, like, a good mm -hmm. sci-fi action film yes. without being, like, a horror film mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is kind of a rarity now. Yeah. You don't really have those mm -hmm. too much. I can't think of the last time, like, a sci-fi action blockbuster came out. Now, they're usually not on my radar. I mean, the last one I can think of, I guess, is like, and it's not even really an action blockbuster, mm -hmm. like um, 2049. Oh, but that yeah, one was yeah. kind of like a thriller-ish yeah. with some action in um, it. Star Trek movies that came I, out? Yeah, I guess the Star Trek movies do count. Yeah. I, You know what? I do like Chris Pine, though, mm -hmm. as, as, as the Star Trek boy, the, the Kirks. <laughs> I do like yeah. him as the Kirks. I, although I haven't seen the last, what was it? two i haven't seen star trek into darkness i saw the first two chris pine star trek films and they were honestly i think they were better star wars films than the new <laughs> star wars movies yeah I, I i would believe that and they're they're very serviceable honestly i really like the star you know what the star trek movies nowadays are better than star wars well hey maybe 30 40 years from now the star wars movies will pick up again and be better than star yeah. trek I guess you can also say Guardians of the Galaxy, but that's mm -hmm. also comic booky. It is, but I... they feel, mm -hmm. especially the first one, felt more sci-fi. Yeah, the second one felt pretty comic booky. It it did, yeah. I I like the first one more. I hope when they do the third one, it leans more towards first movie vibes than second movie yeah. vibes. Yeah, hopefully they'll just let James but... Gunn do his thing yes. and not interfere. Yes, because that seems to be the winning. Uh, equation when it comes to uh, Guardians of the Galaxy because mm -hmm. I think there was a little bit more interference on the second one mm -hmm. and also like did you see the his version of the Suicide Squad? No, really not good. Is it? Okay. It's really mm -hmm. good. Like Maybe if you liked if you liked Guardians, mm -hmm. like it, it is a superhero movie. It is, but it's again I'll say what I said about the the other Suicide Squad, which I thought was also a perfectly serviceable film. It's it's the dirty dozen with superpowers and <laughs> vulgarity. Like okay, there we go. That's yeah. that's what it is. There's and nothing James wrong Gunn with that. does that very well. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, um, but yeah, James Gunn will do it. But yeah, Cameron, I don't think he'll ever do Marvel no. stuff. No. And I am very excited to see something that is not 
you know, I guess not necessarily like, because it, it, it's its own property too, yes. right? I don't think yes. there was ever anything. It's just James Cameron was mm-hmm. like, I'm going to tell a story and I'm going to tell it about, blue, blue, I'm going to tell Pocahontas, but with blue people, <laughs> which again, how generic you want to be is mm-hmm. up to you, but, yeah. and granular, but like, it, it wasn't like, it was sort of a fresh, a breath of fresh air because it was something that was mm-hmm. not a sequel, not yes. its own property, right? Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. based on a comic book, not based on a book. I think, mm-hmm. I think. Yes. I think. I think you're right. I think. Yeah. I don't know. So yeah, it's, it, it, I think it's going to be refreshing. Yeah. So maybe seeing this, you know, 13 years after the fact, especially on the big screen will be one of the coolest things ever. Yeah. And and also to, I guess maybe I'll bring that up a little bit later, but let's circle back to that Mm -hmm. whole seeing it on the big screen thing, Mm -hmm. because I I do want to ask you a question about that. So question number, I'm going to, I'm going to ask you a second question. So question number two, Cameron, who is known for being a tough guy on set, kept a nail gun on him at all times in case of what wow was it was it a he would start firing at the actors after more than five bad takes oh my goodness b he would make people take off their shoes and he would nail them to the floor if they squeaked too much during a take <laughs> Or C, he would take away people's phones and nail them to the wall if they rang on set. <laughs> oh my goodness. All of these are good answers. And I, James Cameron, if you're listening, please do all of them for all of your films. I mean, that that's a good response. I wish more people would, when they are doing something like, you know, you're sitting down for a conference, you're in church, you're wherever you are that people let their phones go off when they shouldn't be, I think we should take them out and smash them to pieces because it's so easy to put it on silent. Yeah. I mean, like, most people, like, I mean, if you're just an average everyday person, you're probably Mm -hmm. running your phone on vibrate all the time anyway. Like Like a normie. Like a normal person. (laughs) Like, now, you could go the opposite way Mm -hmm. of, like, you know, some people I know. My wife, Borat voice, my wife, who like used to put her phone on silent all the time. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. I literally can't get a hold of you. I'm (laughs) potentially, I might be dying and you would never know. Uh, Yeah, that's the other extreme. That's the other extreme. But yeah, I I think that that's more acceptable than like, Mm -hmm. I'm always like my phone. It's the stock Mm -hmm. ringtone and it's on the loudest (laughs) possible setting. Yeah. The only people who get buys on that are doctors who no longer have beepers, I guess. But only because they're going to allegedly save someone's life yeah that makes sense i, mm-hmm. I could see that but i mean at that I, I mean i know some i've heard of some doctors still having a pager because that's like yeah. still a thing I, I i don't know why but i yeah i, I think some old that. school doctors still because yeah. they still yeah. make them i think they do but they, they're not like common mm-hmm. but like a lot of old school doctors will have that because they're like all right i'm getting paged Mm-hmm. All right, I don't care what it is. I know I'm going to get briefed when I go to the hospital. So yeah, like yeah. if if they're cuz like they don't want people calling them on their phone because mm-hmm. then it's like, all right, so I got a separate pager. So <laughs> that, that would make it sense. makes sense yeah. Yeah. for them. Okay. Um but anyway, yeah. Anyway, yeah, so I'm going to go with the the one I want to be true is na- actually no, nailing shoes to the floor is hilarious. So while I want it to be phones to the wall, shoes to the floor. It was phones to the wall yes oh it was he would literally like if a phone went off on set and he could hear it and it doesn't specifically say in the trivia so i'm assuming if it was on vibrate and he Mm. could hear it he i think he probably did it too (laughs) that's beautiful because realistically if you are in a situation like that your phone should be on silent unless you are expecting like you're 
wife to call and say, by the way, I'm giving birth right now. Yeah, I'm 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 assuming like the poor schmuck who like found this out the hard way is like, oh, he didn't <laughs> he didn't know James Cameron just had a nail gun to like shoot stuff oh, on yeah. the first day of production. Oh yeah, my wife's going into labor and then James Cameron just straight up <laughs> and just you son of a bitch and just da, 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 da. And then and then he's like, but I wasn't there for my child's birth, you know. I, I yeah, it's like I was too busy working on the first day of the of the set for Avatar, like <laughs> Oh well. Oh well. <laughs> oh well, yeah, yeah. So it was that. So right. I, I'm, I'm very much like charmed by this oh, man yeah. at this point. Where I'm like, <laughs> I don't know a lot about James Cameron really, but that mm-hmm. that particular bit of trivia just makes me really like him oh, a yeah. lot. One hundred percent. What's funny is if he had done that to me, I would have been so pissed off for the rest of the movie. I am James Cameron nailed my phone to the wall, and I never would have worked with him again. But that would be my loss. Yeah. Honestly, probably. Um, so I guess we'll, uh, we'll go, so you, you got, you have, uh, your, uh, one, one, for, one for one, one for two, one, one for two. two. Uh, we have one more question here. Okay. We'll see if you oh, can get oh, this. Oh. This is, this is the fun one. Well, I guess that one was actually the fun that one too. That fun, was, yeah. I mean, honestly, I think all of these yeah. were really, this is actually probably the most fun trivia <laughs> oh, that I've yeah. had in a long time. <laughs> but, um, three, Cameron was convinced that CGI had progressed enough to make this film when he saw what character on screen? Was it A, Gollum from The Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, B, Jar Jar Binks from Star Wars Episode One: <laughs> The Phantom Menace, or C, the robot Sonny from iRobot? All of those are good answers, though, except Jar Jar, which is making it the funny answer. You know what's funny is every time I answer these, I, I feel like, um oh, what's the guy's name in The Princess Bride? Uh, the short guy who drinks the po- the poison. Oh, um... Fezzik? No, it's not Fezzik, is it? It's something else. I, I don't oh, know. I can't remember. I've so, only seen that movie once. I know, and you didn't like it? I, I was I was underwhelmed. Oof. I am forever was, disappointed. It was okay. Mm-hmm. I'll give mm-hmm. it I'll give it an okay. Yeah, okay, yeah. Oh, Mostly well. because, um I mean... Mandy Patinkin was good in that movie. Mm-hmm. He was probably the most fun, and I and I say that being a big Carrie Elwes stan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just I I don't know. I, I liked Carrie Elwes in that movie, but honestly, if I'm going to watch a fantasy Carrie Elwes movie, it's going to be Robin Hood Men in Tights. <laughs> like he was That's better fair. in that, that movie. Yeah. as the basically he was the same character in both of those oh, movies. One hundred percent. And Robin Hood Men in Tights was better. <laughs> I I respect that, but. But it was an okay. I was just very underwhelmed, and mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. people sold it as something that it wasn't, or at least I think they, I think people oversold it. Okay. To me. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. It was That's more fair. of a disappointment than like oh. it was that it was a bad. Oh, movie. that might that might hurt more, son. I'm not upset. I'm disappointed. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> it's like I didn't not like you. You just disappointed me. <laughs> like. Oh, I would just rather, you know, that you didn't like me at that point. Anyway, um, ooh, Jar Jar Banks. No, I, mm, there's no way I'm going to get this answer um, unless I just guess and manage to get it right. So I'm going to go with, I didn't actually see iRobot because I thought I wanted to read the book first until I learned that the book and the movie are not no, the same they're thing not. at all. They're not at all. Um, but I never, I just never got back around to finally watching the movie. It's, it's a solid, it feels Blade Runner-y, but yeah. with Will Smith. Yeah. Like, Which, if you like Blade fine. Runner, you'll, and you like Will Smith, mm-hmm. you'll like, I mean, it's not the greatest movie of all time, mm-hmm. but Alan Tyduck does voice the Sonny oh, the Robot. 
Okay. I should go back and watch it. You should. I, yeah. I think it's at least worth it okay. to watch it okay. once. Uh, I, I'm going to say that just to encourage myself to go back and watch it regardless. You're going to say... Sonny the Robot. Sonny the Robot. Yeah. Uh, well, it was a Gollum, Gollum from Lord of the Rings. Yeah, that doesn't surprise I, me. I almost, to like throw you off... I almost, to throw you off from like the, the last one, I was going to put in something from like The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, oh. <laughs> and then Star Wars, yes. and then Harry Potter. So I was going to basically oh say goodness. something like Dobie, Aslan the Lion, and then <laughs> Gollum, but then it's like, Gosh. no... No, like no one references Dobie. No, see, no one, like, and, and the Aslan line looked like butts. <laughs> if you had said uh, Dobie from Harry Potter, my first reaction would have been no, because as soon as James Cameron saw that, he would have thought, "I can't wait until this little shit dies in five books." Spoiler yeah. alert: Dobie dies, and it's the best. It is the best when that little shit dies like oh my gosh anyone out there who's going oh my gosh dobie's the little cute house elf who does cute things in the second harry potter one and then it's sad when he dies now he's a terrible character he's obnoxious he doesn't tell harry anything he just says don't go back to school harry because going back to school bad things will happen why will bad things happen well i can't tell you that because i'm an asshole I, there's i'm sure reasons for I, there are actually reasons for it that in universe makes sense now that i'm saying that but still he's a little shit and i hate him i'm glad he died <laughs> spoiler alert for one of the harry potters the seventh one that's fine i yeah. i i will at this point i feel like <laughs> harry potter spoilers are kind of like you know yeah six cents spoilers yeah you know what you know what my real disappointment with the last harry potter is is what? is when um and lots of people do this. When you get to the point where tons of characters are being eliminated, but you don't have the balls to kill off ones that are really going to upset people. You you take the ones that are safe to kill off and you kill them off. It still hurts because they're characters that you love, but it's not like he didn't kill she didn't kill Hermione. That would have made so many people upset. Ron doesn't die. That would have pissed off so many people. Harry comes back. Hagrid lives. It's bullshit. You didn't actually kill off anyone that matters in that. You're a pansy. Unlike un unlike another uh, stop <laughs> book series. Stop, Jim Butcher. I love you. <laughs> See what's what's really bad about that is the people he didn't kill off that he's saving for later. Yes. Oh my goodness! I'm not looking forward uh, to the end of the series. Just it's. Because you know it has to be yeah. one of the most emotionally traumatizing experiences. Yeah, if he's killed that character off yeah. already, then just like, who holy is he? Yeah. Anyway. Um, I was wrong. <laughs> you were wrong, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so that's that's the trivia there. Yeah, um, you yeah. got one right, yeah, so that's there's that. Yeah, so what, what, what are you looking forward to about this movie? I... I haven't watched just a good generic action movie in so long, and this one's going to look good if, if what everything I've been told about it is to be believed. Yeah, and um, we're going to see it on the big screen, which I yeah. guess leads me to my second question. Mm -hmm. I've talked about this on my solo episodes. Yes. Do you tend to rate movies higher if you see them in, in, the, in the theater and then on reflection mm -hmm. think that maybe you rated it a little too high? Very probably yes. I don't often watch movies in theaters, but looking back on a lot of the ones that I have seen in theaters, that I walked out of the theater thinking, oh my goodness, this was such a good film. Uh, the 
Halloween sequel with Jamie Lee Curtis. Not not the one that came out last year, I think, but the one like the first one where Jamie Lee Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis. Am I wrong in saying that? Yeah. Oh no, oh, my brain. No, no, no. Oh, anyway, the like where Jamie Lee Curtis first came back. It was I think just Halloween. Halloween. Um, I loved that when I saw it in theaters because I saw it on a whim by myself on like a Sunday afternoon. Looking back on it, it was okay. Yeah, yeah I, okay. I think I do that a lot, um, and I think that is sort of maybe the psychology of seeing a movie in mm-hmm. the theaters, where yes. it's just like, you, you tend to like, because it's an experience, it right? It is. Like, you can always see a movie, like, you know, on your computer screen or mm-hmm. a tablet or something mm-hmm. like that, but like, you're not always going to the cinema unless you're, you know, a weird person, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I've gone to a lot of movies recently, like in theaters, but mm-hmm. like, and I, I never used to be like a huge theater goer, but I went mm-hmm. more often and it, it does always seem like, you know, you really do have that, I, I call it the post-cinema high, where you're coming out <laughs> yeah, of this movie, yeah. you've been like, you've been rattled by the surround sound, mm-hmm, like that you mm-hmm. wouldn't have at home, you're sitting there in the complete darkness, mm-hmm. whereas like, you know, uh, you know, you kind of have to like sit there as part of the experience, you can't really get up to pee, you have mm-hmm. to stay there, you mm-hmm. have to like watch, you know, and it's like, it's always usually a good experience. Now, mm-hmm. Sometimes when the movie theaters are packed, it can be go yes. one way or the other. Yeah, yeah. Like when we saw, I, I don't know, were you there with us when we saw Inglorious Bastards? I did not see you that. You didn't. No, no that was no. your your two older brothers. Yes. Because uh, you were, I think, a little young for that mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah. But that one was great because mm-hmm. everyone was there. We went to the midnight showing to see Inglorious Bastards <laughs> open yeah. in theaters. And it was a fun time because everybody was there. They were all quiet and respectful for most of the movie, but then when it was like a funny bit, like, you know, everyone was laughing. Yeah. Everyone went, ooh, the, the oohs and the ahs were there oh, at the yeah. appropriate times. I have been to theaters where it has been packed and it's like just people are talking. Oh, I hate and that. And then like yeah. people are like, you know, just, you're just saying like, oh no, don't do this. You know, don't do that. Uh, Everyone's watching know. the same movie. We're having the same thoughts, guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we, you don't have to say it out loud. No. <laughs> so other than those Mm -hmm. times like i think it's uh, the movie theater is always it's always Mm -hmm. going to make the movie you see better i think Mm -hmm. so i my my thoughts on this would actually be a little bit different think because i think about it as when you go to see a band live it's different than listening to their albums because it, it has to be first of all especially when the band has been touring long enough that they've kind of gotten their sound and their act together they they know what they're doing on stage now so when you see a band live, when you see a movie live, and it's good, it's going to be great. When they're mediocre, it's going to be trash. Um, the movie I'm really thinking of right now is I went to see um, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark in theaters when that came out. Mm, thinking, okay. oh, this is going to be a fun, cool movie. It was kind of trash. I think if I had seen it outside of a theater, I would have gone, yeah, that was a fine movie. Yeah, Nothing I think that is the it. thing. Like, yeah, if you if you feel just kind of ambivalent about a film, mm-hmm. it does it does make it hurt harder, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I I feel like you have to be a little bit probably worse than mediocre. Mm-hmm. Maybe I think with For a mediocre film, it's going to bring up a little bit. So it's mm-hmm. like. It's like, oh, I didn't hate yeah. myself for watching that. It yeah. was okay. It was like, that was a fun time. But it's, it's like, then you go back and you're like, mm-hmm. man, that was, you think about it and you're like, man, that was kind yeah, of garbage. Yeah. And I think specifically consider the type of movie too, because for an action movie, oh, you want to see it big up and real in your face at a movie theater, especially if the special effects are good. Whereas 
you know, if it, if it's um uh like a romantic comedy, who cares Honestly, if it's in theaters? Yeah, like rom coms in most horror films, you can mm-hmm. kind of see on a small screen, and oh, it doesn't yeah. matter as much. Absolutely fine with that. 100%. Yeah, percent. Whereas, like, yeah, the the big blockbuster action films are the mm-hmm. ones you really need to see, which is why, yeah, like when you told me, like, oh, I'm gonna, we should do this, and let's mm-hmm. go see it on the on, in, the big, on screen, the big screen. Yeah. It's like. Oh, that's a good idea that is a good yeah. idea i have them every once in a while yeah um but i don't know i i i especially with um i just trying to think of movies i've seen that i've seen in theaters and gone oh my gosh that was so good um this might have done it to me in hereditary too because when that came out i said guys we have to go see it i'll go see it again with you and you know we went to go see it in theaters the second time for me yeah and it was like just the greatest experience looking back on it i think it's a good movie but i don't think it's as good as it was when i walked out of the theater anymore i i have that feeling but specifically for not hereditary but another Mm -hmm. ari aster film Mm -hmm. midsummer Mm -hmm. yeah that was i oof I didn't like it as much as Hereditary, and no. I still think Hereditary is. It was a very, very, very good film. It's not. It's not top ten mm-hmm. of all time, but it's definitely up there. Yes, it for yes. me, it's like there were a lot of good moments in it. It was very good. I would watch it again, and mm-hmm. I have watched it again. Yeah, but Midsummer, I watched it again, and like ever, like I watched it in theaters. And I'm like, oh, you know what? That's pretty good. And it was sitting with me. And I'm like. Mm-hmm that's pretty good i think it was good and mm-hmm. then i'm because i'm coming out of the theater like no i mean like, there were some definitely awkward yes. parts to watch in theaters but like <laughs> it was definitely one of those things where i'm like i think this is a really good movie like it was very mm-hmm. stylish it was very visually cool and then you think about it longer and you're like no nah, that's like all the characters were kind of trash and like 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 the girl boss at the end like i i think i hate her <laughs> Yeah, there's no redeemable characters in the entire movie. Yeah, like even the boyfriend who you're thinking like, oh yeah, he's pretty garbage. Like he's mm-hmm. kind of like, but when you think about it, you're like, no, he's just trying to do his best because he doesn't <laughs> want her to kill herself. Yeah. And you feel, mm-hmm. I think the on rewatching it again, I felt more sorry for him, <laughs> even though he was legitimately a dick. Oh yeah, he was. There Maybe not as much to her right? as he was to other characters, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. And it's like, you, there's not a lot of redeemables like characters there Mm -hmm. it's visually cool but then at the end it's like it just goes on too long it just goes on too long and it kind of like even the 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 denouement of the film feels even when it's like oh yeah we're burning this person alive like it doesn't feel yeah no it it feels like it fell flat yeah yeah Hmm. yeah i don't know midsummer was the big one for me hereditary i still think is really good maybe not as good as i thought day one mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's it's still good yeah midsummer definitely came down in my estimation that mm-hmm. one was one i like oh yeah this is pretty good yeah seeing it in theaters i'm like no nah, it's not as good as everyone <laughs> thinks yeah no um but yeah so no yeah it's possible that even seeing this movie will go oh my gosh that was an amazing experience but then it's a difference between being that's an amazing experience and that's a good movie to watch again yeah yeah i think we'll have to like we'll have to talk about that when we yeah. come back on the other side because yeah. that's going to be um that's going to be a, a big point i think mm-hmm. for for me at least like i'm looking i'm going to be definitely looking to see like what are the like the filmmaking aspects versus like just the pure spectacle yes, yes. so i guess with that said do you want to rate this or do you have anything else you want to say um I am ready to rate this because I have high hopes and I'm going to give it a 4.2. Wow. Yeah. 4.2. Yeah. I 
I never, when I put this on my list, I did not have high hopes for this. Mm-hmm. This was one of those movies where I'm like, I should see it because it's made a bajillion dollars and I should watch <laughs> it at some point. Yes. The more I am thinking about it, the more excited I'm getting. And mm-hmm. I think for me, I think it's, I'm, I'm probably going to be close to you. I think I'm going with a, with a four. Yeah. I, I was sitting before this, I was thinking like I'm, I'm at about a 3.5. Okay. But the more we're talking about it, I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm actually kind of excited and yeah. I think it's going to be a four. Here we've psyched ourselves up. This movie's going to be trash. It's going to blow, dude. It's going to blow so hard. The CGI is so dated in this movie. You can see the pixels on their faces. Oh, pixels. That's bad. Yeah, we're going to psych ourselves up. It's going to be awful. We ruined it. It's ruined. In before we... In before we... Ah, we've cack-blacked ourselves. We we hate this movie. Well, fun. I guess with that said, uh, we'll, we'll go see this movie and we'll see you on the other side. Yeah, peace. Every living thing that crawls, flies, or squats in the mud wants to kill you and eat your eyes for jujubes. Thank you for flying, Air Pandora. You're not in Kansas anymore. Ain't that a bitch. This is great. The last thing I need is another trigger-happy moron. I just that frog once. This is sad. We're doing science. Don't do anything unusually stupid. Sooner or later, though, you always have to wake up. I don't have a goddamn night. We're going up against gunships with bows and arrows. Stupid, ignorant like a child. You have to leave or you're gonna die. Sometimes your whole life boils down to one insane move. And you may choose a woman. I've already chosen. Just talking to a tree right now. Oh man, that is just wrong. That's a gorgeous brain. Get away from here! Never come back! nothing like an old school safety brief to put your mind at ease but they sent me here to learn your ways so one day i could bring this message and then you would believe it we will blast the crater in their racial memory so deep that they won't come within a thousand clicks of this place ever again and that too is a fact hello and welcome back to the movies we've never seen podcast i'm your host mike and i am back with michael hello mike how is you? I'm doing good. We just got back from watching Avatar, Avatar. The Last Airbender. <laughs> in theaters. In theaters. Yeah. Um, I like the the arrow on his head and um, other things that happened in that movie. I, I like the part where, where, where he bent the air. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Yeah, I he, mean, he, really, there was kind of, it, it, there was some airbending in this movie, probably, right? I give it that, I think. There were arrows um, in heads. Yeah. Um, th- there were arrows. How there were arrows. headshots were made. Ah, uh, there were a couple. There were a couple. Okay, okay. I think the yeah. the final kill where they actually kill the general, the kill shot yes. was a headshot. Yes, yes, it was. It was. I think there was. were one or two other ones in there mm-hmm. too. But mm-hmm. yeah. Also, yeah. those arrows were huge. They. Oh my gosh, they were like trees bigger than English longbow can arrow things. Those were going spears, there. dude. Woo! Well, and, like, it's funny, too, because, like, you, you kind of see them, like, you have all these scenes where it's just the 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 Navi. Yes. And you're like, okay, these are regular people. And mm-hmm. you see them in any scene with people, humans, and you're like, oh, holy <laughs> They're so big. <laughs> these are the giants that the Smithsonian is hiding from us. It's, it's true. <laughs> they brought them back from another planet. Uh, so what did you think? Impressions? I liked this movie. I I would almost say I loved this movie. I definitely think seeing it in theaters had something to yes. do with that. 
and also that I wanted to see this kind of movie when I went to go see it. So it made a great impression on me. I, all right, I think, did, now did you see, I saw it IMAX 3D. Did uh, you see it 3D? I did see it 3D, yes. Okay. Yes. With those cool. weird 3D glasses that are no longer the cheap cardboard ones. Yeah, they're the like kind of like, they're kind of, side. they're kind of like, like bent forward instead yes. of backwards around your head. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that you're right. That mm-hmm. was probably the biggest factor to mm-hmm. me because I very much enjoyed this movie. Mm-hmm. And I think that honestly, it was one of the one of the most fun action experiences mm-hmm. that I've had, like with an action film in a theater in like, since I've probably seen either The Return of the King or Star Wars Revenge of the Sith. <laughs> it, yes. was, I, it was the most fun I've very had good. in a theater with an action movie since mm-hmm. then. Now, Granted, I haven't seen a lot of action films in theaters, mm-hmm. but I've seen a fair amount. Like, mm-hmm. especially back in the day, I watched a lot more action mm-hmm. films in theaters. And, like, I would say probably my top three... I... Okay, I take that back. Bad Max Fury Max Road. Because I watched that it. five times. <laughs> but other than that one, I think this was up there with those other three that mm-hmm. I mentioned where it was just mm-hmm. so fun. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I will say, if I was just watching it, like, at home on mm-hmm. a smaller screen like this is a goofy movie <laughs> it, it is it's i think it would still be enjoyable but 100 percent, you're not getting the same experience as when you see it in theaters no no you're definitely not mm-hmm. like it's it's kind of like it's a basic plot of a it movie is. and honestly like i didn't i didn't enjoy a lot of the characters in the film i think that yeah. sam worthington was kind of a mary sue mm-hmm. I think that like his girlfriend kind of was okay. Mm-hmm. Some of the other tribe members were definitely more interesting. <laughs> yes. Um, I think honestly, I think the three the three characters to me that were the most compelling that really just criminally like had the most criminally small screen time comparatively were one Sigourney Weaver was great in this movie. Oh gosh, yes. And she needed to be in more of it. Yes. She's coming back for the sequel, which is great. <laughs> uh, and also like how um my my wife looked it up on the way back from the theater she's not playing the same character okay stephen lang allegedly is oh yeah. he comes back yes oh wait i bet i bet hold on he it has something to do with the voodoo magic of dying on pandora and then he like goes into the trees he becomes Africa the Vietnamese. will never let me die um no i don't think so um i don't know how accurate the article she was reading was but it said something along the lines of um artificial reincarnation of him through scientific means so he will be rebuilt essentially they can rebuild him yes so he will be an avatar the shape of water <laughs> i wanted to make that joke you stupid <laughs> son of a bitch i could see it in your <laughs> eyes and i, I, I was, i've been planning on making this joke oh, the whole time oh my god this is a better love story than the shape of water that movie's bullshit <laughs> <laughs> it's not a bad movie i, I mean but the visceral opinion there is, is blue people bullshit. sex in both yes yes there is <laughs> uh, oh I, my gosh it, just like the smurfs move any um uncut. yeah uh, anyway so stephen lang definitely yes. so so mm-hmm. sigourney weaver stephen lang mm-hmm. extreme like he mm-hmm. was a great villain yes yes like, I mean, okay he maybe was, not the best yeah. in the world but he was a great final <laughs> yes. boss I feel like all of the characters in this, because you said a lot of them were yeah, pretty basic. The Mary Sue, Sam Worthington. Thank you. Yeah. Um, they they fit like, you know, the, the archetype character, but weren't fleshed out necessarily as human beings. 
Yeah. Um, like even Sigourney Weaver's character was the ah she's the scientist up against all these power hungry business people and the military who want to do these things. I, I can see where she fits into the world. She's Sigourney Weaver in that role though, so love don't it. care. <laughs> I watch her in any role. So mm. um, yes, <laughs> she might be my first crush. Come to think of it, that's funny. <laughs> Which would be from Alien Four. Now that I'm thinking. <laughs> Oh, maybe I take no, I don't take that back. But specifically the weird amalgamation of her in the lab that she lights on fire. That version of Sigourney Weaver, the one that's like a I, blob person. I'm having a yeah. hard time visual. Mm, mm. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Go back and watch that. I'll go one. back and watch oh, it. Gosh, uh, yeah. Oh. Man. Lab Sigourney Weaver. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to this. <laughs> don't. Um the, the characters were it was basic. It was as basic. That's concerned. I think now, now my third one though, which was I think the best and most criminally underused character who I wanted to see more of mm-hmm. throughout the entire film, who had probably the best character arc, mm-hmm. was the best like most human character and had just a great ending. Yeah, Michelle Rodriguez. One hundred percent. She's yeah. the best. Like I <laughs> wanted. I'm like yeah. I'm rooting for her so hard. She comes in like she's yes. the only freaking real actual human who's standing up to these guys she's in the face paint Mm -hmm. she like attacks like the colonel's ship Mm -hmm. it's Mm -hmm. so cool and then like she goes out like a hero and i'm like oh fuck Mm -hmm. this is such a good character arc i love it and then i I went back to sam worthington and i'm like this is okay i guess (laughs) but i'm disappointed Mm -hmm. he was the through line for it but he wasn't the the main course really yeah and it wasn't like he was bad no no it was just that it he was extremely basic and like i mm-hmm. said i he he was a mary sue yeah um which there's nothing wrong with that necessarily it fit into this movie pretty well but it it wasn't groundbreaking or interesting in that sense no but what was groundbreaking were the visual effects because oh my god gosh this movie's gorgeous to look at I, so did, did at your theater did they mm-hmm. play like a clip from the shape the of water yes <laughs> Stop saying that. <laughs> yes. Yes, they did. It, mm. You could not, like, it was almost indistinguishable. Yes. Like, you'd have to do a side-by-side to, to really pick out and go, like, I see where we've improved here in this Yeah, one, I, oh. and it looked a little bit better. Ooh. But yeah. it was so, cl- and, like, you look at you look at this versus mm-hmm. any other movie, like, uh, that has come out in the last, like, you mm-hmm. know, you know, however many years it's been since it's been, what, 15, mm-hmm. 16 years? Yeah, 2007, did you say it was? I can't remember. Uh, yeah, something like that, oh, somewhere around there, somewhere like mid-2000s, mid yeah, right? Yeah. I think 2007 sounds right. But basically, you have any movie that's come out since, like, any of the Avengers movies, like, uh, or, or, like, most of the Marvel films mm-hmm. that are doing, like, big-budget mm-hmm. special effects, mm-hmm. they suck ass compared <laughs> to this. No, to be fair, they, they look visually good not beautiful not interesting they don't stand out even the thor movie where they go to the weird planet and decide that they're going to be an 80s throwback i can't remember um that one it wasn't as much fun to look at the one that was a worse version of beyond thunderdome yes yes the one that was a bad version of beyond thunderdome that somehow managed to be popular based on memes um and jeff goldblum who is a meme yeah, who's the me? Like he is—he's the meme actor. Yes. Other than if you're not talking about Nicolas Cage, it's Jeff Goldblum. Yes, this movie's better to look at than all of those. Yes. Um, if you go back to like Thor: The Dark World, I enjoyed looking at that. But it, again, it's not as—it's not as 
it's not like a beautiful picture that I'm looking at when I watch Thor in the Dark World or any no. of the more recent Marvel movies. And here's the different thing is that those are those are basically fantasy sci-fi films. Yes. This was a documentary about a real life planet because it looked everything looked oh my real gosh yes and just the whimsy of some of it like when sam worthington's character realizes oh if i touch this flower plant thing it shrinks on into itself let me play with these that was fun that that's me watching it going yes i would do that this is me in the movie for a second here. yeah it's like and you know it's going to lead him lead him to getting into some predictably trouble, yes. some trouble and guess what it did shenanigans later yeah and then that leads into the main plot, right? Which is like, banging a blue woman. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the whole plot. Uh, and then basically like selling her out to the military, <laughs> I guess. And then yeah. also... That was the bad rom-com plot that was just kind of wrapped into just a beautiful picture. Yeah. I mean, because like all of it, like, man, there were just so many good visual scenes. Mm-hmm. And, and, and even just the ones that were not like action sequences yes just even some of the like the more calm moments where they're just walking Mm -hmm. through like where it took me about half the movie to see like when they're actually stepping on the ground it's Mm -hmm. actually lighting up as they step on it the bioluminescence in this movie alone made me almost cry it was just so cool it was so good Mm -hmm. yeah i mean like like i said otherwise Mm -hmm. it's it's kind of a silly silly little action film Mm -hmm. that has kind of a basic plot yeah but you throw in like a cut like like a good again i won't say that i was i did say mm-hmm. that stephen lang was a good villain but i think he mm-hmm. was actually a better final boss yes he felt like mecha hitler from <laughs> uh wolfenstein 3d <laughs> my name my name yes. i was waiting for oh him to say gosh. my name <laughs> yes he he was definitely a better final boss mostly because his character is i'm the military jughead who or jarhead who does military he's he's not really like he's not a dumb guy no but he's not a cunning man exactly he is a a, way to put it he is he is a i'm gonna make this Mm -hmm. square peg fit into the round hole (laughs) any consequences be damned Mm -hmm. whether Mm -hmm. it's through trickery whether it's through some subtle trickery Mm -hmm. but i don't like that yes i'm going to shoot (laughs) it if that doesn't work he 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 felt to me like the the guy in the room who we're all working towards the same goal, but y'all are a bunch of pansies and you're not going to get to the goal as fast as I can. So let me just meathead bust my way through all of this to get us there. Yeah. I, I did also love that they had uh, um, the same exact character from Aliens uh, in this movie, though, that James Cameron brought over. <laughs> I wonder if it's because like he even like felt yes. like he looked the same. What's his name in... Um, I don't even remember his name in, in Hick, either movie. Hicks. Hicks. I think it's no, Hicks and Alien. Not, not no, 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 it's no. not Hicks. Hicks is one of the Marines. Hicks is one of the Marines. Um, um, it's uh, I can hear Sigourney Weaver shouting it too. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's like, it's oh, like oh, uh, not Hendrix. Maybe, maybe it is. Hendrix. Maybe it is Hendrix. I, th- I want to say it's at least an H. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like that character yes. is literally it's the yes. same character. The guy who's in charge of like the, yeah. the the corporation sort of aspect, like bringing people in here doing yeah. this. Like, it's the same character. It is. I'm really glad that, like, because I'm, like, I realized it, like, about, not even halfway through the film, like, mm-hmm. the first, like, two two scenes he's in, I'm like, oh, this oh, is that yeah. guy from Aliens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, he's actually that guy from Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow. He's Dex. He's Dex. Um, every single character in this movie, or actor in this movie went, oh, wait, I know that person. Um, the geeky side character 
who's also got an avatar, the tall, lanky, white guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's in Bones as the, one of the yeah, interns. Yeah, yeah. He is. Um, Sigourney Weaver, of course. And then, like you said, Michelle Rodriguez. Hi, I know her. Um, all of these people. like, hey, wait, I know this person. <laughs> yeah, something. I know. It was like, I recognize all of these people. <laughs> and it was, you know, it was really fun. Like, it's, mm-hmm. it's funny, though, too. I thought that the, uh, the tall, lanky, white dude, that mm-hmm. guy, I thought he was going to have much more, like, comedic relief yes. in the film than he did. Or antagonism. Or antagonism, because, like, you get Mm -hmm. a sense of, like, like, there's, like, this log, like, this diary that he's doing, and he's Mm -hmm. like, oh, he's come to accept me now, and (laughs) it's like, oh, he was so jealous of me, and Mm -hmm. it's like a throwaway line, and then (laughs) you think, oh, okay, he's gonna do some, like, comedic element stuff, and then, no, Mm -hmm. he just kind of turns into generic freedom fighter. Pretty much, pretty much. Which which was kind of sad, again, Mm -hmm. it just... For as long as this movie was... Not a lot was developed for characters. No, no, no. It was mostly, mostly what it was was just like, we're learning how the Native Americans, I mean, Navi, <laughs> um, treat the world the and Navi interact Ho? with... The Navi Ho. Yes, the Navi yes. Ho. Well, that, no, no, no. That's Zoe Saldana's character. Yeah. She's the Navi Ho. <laughs> yeah. It was consensual. It's fine. It, it was. It was. Look, they got married. It's fine. Yeah, you it's... put a ring on it, I guess. <laughs> sort of. Something like that. You can like call that. like that weird tentacle socket thing a ring. Oh my gosh. Ring. That, that, that legitimately grossed me out the first time I came out. Like, <laughs> it's like you see him like plugging it yes. into the horse. It's like, oh, it's oh like gosh. an organic USB. <laughs> Ew. I got to yes. interface with this thing. <laughs> uh, I loved how fleshed out this world felt. It did feel um, like a real world. And mm-hmm. honestly, what what this felt like to me, it felt like this was like the perfect like fantasy sci-fi fantasy role playing mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. backdrop. Yes. Like yes. this was like a nerd's wet dream for like all right, <laughs> you could legitimately like I could right now take the entire just copy and paste everything that Pandora was in this movie mm-hmm. and just set a campaign in that 100 percent. i wouldn't have fun i wouldn't have to do any other references other than go back and look at the movie because it was so (laughs) fleshed out yes yes there was so much cool stuff in this world and not even just the um the uh the world itself but and this is it, it it makes me think of like the first entry in a long series is is what this movie feels like it's like ah I get, I get the story, I get what's going on in this world, and then in subsequent novels, we'll get even more of it. The characters will get more fleshed out, except Michelle Rodriguez, rest in peace. Um, but, you know, the geeky side nerd character is going to get more background. But um, even the, uh, like, the bits in the military base, I'm going, oh, this feels like a fleshed out world, yes. too. Not just um, And it was mostly done even. visually. Yes. Yes, it was almost exclusively done visually. Beautiful storytelling for a movie because that's what you're supposed to do. Show don't tell. Yeah. Um, and and in, and then there were times when they told you and you're like, yeah, we know, but they had to have dialogue in the movie yeah. because they pay these actors, so they're like, I guess we should have them talk at some point. I suppose. But oh gosh, it even like little things that don't necessarily affect it. So when they are escaping from the prison. And Michelle Rodriguez's character takes them to the helicopter. I don't even know if, like, I almost missed it, but she pulls pads off of the engines that are like just dust covers. Yeah, that's completely useless. It doesn't do anything. It just makes this feel like a world. It makes it feel like, oh yeah, there's they need dust covers yeah. because X, like, yeah, like okay, They're real yeah. things here. It's a real <laughs> thing. Yeah, it did. And honestly, mm-hmm. that actually, for some reason, it stood out to me because she pulled it off. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what did she do? And then you see yeah. the other guy pull the other one off. Mm-hmm. I'm like, like, 
Oh, oh they really cover. treated this like it was a real place with real physics, with real everything, which is hard to come by. It really movies. is. It's just, mm-hmm. it's in, it was incredible the amount of detail mm-hmm. that they put in this movie. And also because they had to. Yes. They yes. had to, if they, if, cause this was, none of it was real, <laughs> no. which is the insane part of this. None of this was shot like. I guess some of it was shot on sets, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. like none of the actual world of Pandora was like shot mm-hmm. on a set unless they did like maybe like a jungle soundstage somewhere. Yes. yes. But like, I'm pretty certain that that was all like, mm-hmm. like computer just generated. computer generated. Oof. And the amount of effort that probably went into it, like there was love put into every single visual detail every of this frame. movie. Every like, frame oh. was lovingly crafted. Oh. You could feel it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it, mm. it was i was surprised with how much i enjoyed it and i think mm-hmm. again part of it was to just watching it in the theaters because mm-hmm. again if i didn't see it in theaters i thought i would have thought probably like okay this mm-hmm. has got some cool scenes and yeah. some cool moments and mm-hmm. i would have gone about my life and mm-hmm. it would have been i probably won't watch this movie again for another quite a long time mm-hmm. uh, if mm-hmm. ever and yeah but i'll enjoy watching it mm-hmm. This was like, no, this was an experience. Yeah. 100%. And also, this was the first 3D movie that I had seen that I think felt like really mm-hmm. good 3D. Yes. Not but, like it was tacked on as a, aha, watch my hand reach out to you from the screen. Yeah. Like, we intended to make <laughs> this thing come out and, and like, you know, hit you and it's going to be a meme. <laughs> I'm looking at you. Uh, what was it? Underworld, Afterlife, and Resident <laughs> Evil 4. Oh my god! To be but fair, 3D those, was a meme back then. It was a meme, and you know what? Those were fun. They were fun <laughs> to watch. It was a gimmick. It's yes. fine. <laughs> but this was, I think, the first one that I had seen in in 3D. I think I'd seen like one or two others. Um, mm-hmm. I can't remember which ones now. Those are the first couple that I had seen that I really like mm-hmm. remember seeing. Mm-hmm. But this was the first one that was just like no, like once you mm-hmm. your eyes adjusted to it and you got used to mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. It was just, nope, this is, yep. this feels real, this feels good, this feels like I am here watching yes, this. This is the way it was meant to be seen. Exactly. Uh, it, it was mm-hmm. just impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know, I, I feel like I'm gushing about this, but like, there, I mean, there were a bunch of things that kind of like, dude, it was cringy at some points. Like, the plot was just like... Mm. It's a bad plot. It's a bad yeah. plot. I mean, I, I shouldn't say that. It's not, it's not a bad plot shell it needs more it's it's a great starting point yeah like the first novel in a good series you can't start off guns blazing because it's too much for your average person to take in in book one where it's like you you need to visualize the world before you can visualize all the crazy stuff that's happening yeah. in this world. Got, got to walk um, before you can run. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just like, I don't know. I feel like I, I'd seen a variation of this movie in like a basically a times. bunch of different yeah. times, right? Because <laughs> they like what they did. Again, like you said, I think it was a good shell for where mm-hmm. they were starting because they mm-hmm. were mainly focusing on the tech and mm-hmm. doing a vi- building a visual world. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like they could have thrown something else in there. They could have thrown some because mm-hmm. they're like, all right, what what's 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 the overarching like story archetype that we're dealing mm-hmm. with here? This okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Are we gonna add to that? No, not at all. Let's come back <laughs> no, over here and no. deal with the important shit, yeah. <laughs> which is you know these people, these blue people riding on dragons which and is fighting mechs. Cool, but it's it's not it's not enough to to. 
I'm not going to go back and watch this movie on DVD because I can't get the visuals from it again. And the plot, sh- yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I think that's that's the thing here. If it's ever in theaters again, 100%. I will go back and I'm, see this again. I'm there. And honestly, it made me want to see... Um, the sequel, The I, Shape of Water. The Shape of, yeah. <laughs> I, wanted, I, I don't even know what the action is. What is it, Way of Water? The Way of Water. You know what's funny is um, you said at the beginning, he did bend some air in this movie. Book one of the Avatar series. Oh, air. God. Book two is water. Oh, my gosh. Book this three? is just, uh, I can't I think it's fire. Yeah. I think, actually, the first book might be water. I don't think they do a book of air in the first run of Avatar. I don't remember. I don't know. I've been too I've, long. I've honestly, I've only <laughs> seen bits and pieces of the whole yeah. series. So, oh, like, well. whatever. Yeah. Anyway, but um, where was that going? Doesn't matter. I've completely lost um, my train of thought. Oh, but Bad yeah, plot. it made me actually want, want to, to see, see the way of the water in, in theaters. theaters. Yes, because I know if I don't, I'm not going to get that visual experience. Yeah, and I'm gonna go see mm-hmm. it in 3D. Yeah, and I'm you know I'm there <laughs> for it. Like yeah, it's probably hopefully they add mm-hmm. a little bit more plot element into yes. it that I haven't seen yes. before. Obviously, we're not going to have the Michelle Rodriguez's, but uh, no. allegedly we're getting other characters coming back, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that's cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know how they're going to fit those in, but whatever. <laughs> we'll 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 deal. We'll cross that bridge when we come to it. Yeah. But at this point, I'm in it for specifically seeing the world unfold mm-hmm. in a visual way and seeing more cool ass like mm-hmm. moments mm-hmm. and battles. Yes. Like, yes. And dude, like like the the battle is so cool. Like mm-hmm. even like even just the scene where it's like it should have been kind of a montage where he's getting his <laughs> I guess there were some montages in the film anyway mm-hmm. where he was montage training montage which mm-hmm. kind of felt like it was way too long anyway, but like yes. another one that could have been part of that was where he gets his like like dragon. Yes. Like that yes. whole scene was honestly that might have been one of my favorites in the whole movie where they climb up the like yes. like floating rocks and oh then my he gosh. like it's just he, he learns how job. to train his dragon. Yeah. <laughs> oh shoot, he does. He learns how to train his dragon. Oh man, I think I might have might have found my double feature. <laughs> oh gosh. It's just how to train your dragon. <laughs> how to train your dragon is just a shorter version of this. Yeah, movie. honestly, yes. it, it it really is. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not yeah. <laughs> Oh well, all right. Yeah, but yeah, no that that was like, I'm watching that going. I can't turn to my wife who's watching the movie with me and say, "You haven't seen um, Castle in the Sky," but this reminds me of it so much. And I'm thinking, how Miyazaki didn't do as good of a job with visuals as this movie is doing because Castle in the Sky is cool. It is animated, so it, it's not going to live up to the the just epic looks of this movie. Mm-hmm. But just the whole field of vision of that scene where they're climbing up there is gorgeous. It, oh, I yeah. just couldn't it's, stop looking. It's beautiful. Like that's that's the that's the bottom line of this mm-hmm. film is it's a mm-hmm. beautiful looking film. And if you mm-hmm. haven't seen it, like honestly, I would probably say to anyone listening to this and like mm-hmm. if you didn't see it in theaters, mm-hmm. like just don't bother. Yeah. It honestly, yeah, it's, it might not be worth well, it. Well, because so here here's a fun thing. So like my wife, like she was and the reason why I kind of put this on my list, I put it on here as a meme because I didn't realize like because she had only ever seen it on DVD on her laptop, right? Because she, we, we had, and I think I told told this in the first half of the film, uh, the film, the first mm-hmm. half of the episode, <laughs> was that we had a copy of Avatar in the house for like years mm-hmm. that we mm-hmm. borrowed from somebody. I never watched it. Mm-hmm. My wife did, and then yeah. and then took it back to them. Mm-hmm. She watched it, and she's like, it was kind of, it was t- kind of bad. <laughs> she didn't like it, uh, which I can see. Which I, yeah, yeah, I and I I completely understand, mm-hmm. and I'm here sitting like. Did I just get memed into into really liking this movie? And I'm like, no, it literally is just mm-hmm. because it's intended to be watched on the big screen. Yes, and it's 
yes. supposed to be this way because mm-hmm. it's it's such a visual film that mm-hmm. was meant to mm-hmm. like it, 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 it's, it, it's got to yes. be viewed on a big screen yes i this is one of those movies where when you say it's james cameron's avatar i think you probably should say it that way because it it needs an epic title yeah <laughs> exactly just that, that epic feel of i'm proud enough of this to stick my name on it like yeah. that like, it's ooh. like you know john carpenter's the, the thing, thing. <laughs> yeah. you know you, you you do that right mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. um i and honestly i think i probably will like entitle this episode just like james, james cameron's, cameron's avatar, avatar because yeah. it really is <laughs> it really is an achievement mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know maybe not in every sense of of cinema no, right no. like it there were other movies that had way better plots. There were mm-hmm. other movies mm-hmm. that had way better characters. There were other mm-hmm. movies that had way better, like, more emotional impact. Yes. Yes. But damn if I wasn't cheering <laughs> when these big-ass dragons were fighting a Ooh, mech, dude. Yeah. Like, That was so cool. <laughs> it was all cool. Like, mm-hmm. and, you know, it was, mm-hmm. it was a fun time. It was in theaters mm-hmm. to actually watch it <laughs> and get to exp- it, it, you don't you didn't watch it you experienced yes. it yes it was very much that because the driving factor of this movie isn't the plot and the characters necessarily they get you through it and they help explain it but again it's just just look at it this is the movie that you do just watch it's um it kind of reminds me of um almost you could have almost made this be a silent <laughs> film and it still would have mm. been decent like mm-hmm. you know without any you know barely any characters did you see speaking of i guess miyazaki mm-hmm. so one of the other it's not a miyazaki film it's a studio ghibli produced mm-hmm. film but uh have you ever seen uh, i think it's what the red turtle i have not no okay so basically i'm not going to spoil it mm-hmm. it's essentially a silent film about a guy who gets shipwrecked uh, on okay. this island uh, mm-hmm. and he tries to get off and this red turtle like mm-hmm. keeps like destroying his boats <laughs> okay. uh, and it's like he not a word is said the entire movie um and it but it's like a visually nice film i think it's mm-hmm. like it's like hand drawn by like one dutch guy or something okay, or a french yeah, guy yeah. i can't remember and then studio ghibli like produced it mm-hmm. um because it has a very similar feel to a lot of miyazaki mm-hmm. films right yeah and that one is like one of those movies where like I think that you would watch, you could watch it and the plot is not necessarily, there is kind of a twist in, I don't want to give you, give mm-hmm. away the twist really, um, cause it's kind of a big point of it, mm-hmm. but not a word is said the entire film and it's a yeah. very visual thing. Mm-hmm. Like you are meant to basically watch this mm-hmm. and experience it. And it mm-hmm. felt, Avatar felt the same way where it's like, okay, I've seen it once mm-hmm. and it was amazing to sit down and watch it. But like I don't have to see it again because the plot's kind of lame. It's <laughs> yeah. the same way that I feel about like the the Red Turtle, where it's like, mm-hmm. you know, I've seen it one too many times because my kids have watched it <laughs> one too many times. Um, thankfully, they don't watch that one anymore <laughs> as much. So I'm safe. I'm scot free. Safe. Um, we still have it, mm-hmm. but like it hasn't been pulled out for a while. So I'm like, okay, cool. Let's <laughs> let's just leave it that way. And it's not a bad movie, yeah. right? It's yeah. just, and again, the whole Studio Ghibli thing. It's not my thing, mm-hmm. but. Of the Studio Ghibli movies, I think it's an interesting one that you should watch, especially if you like art films. Yes, yes. Because it's very much a kid's art film. (laughs) Art films for children, starring, yeah. Um, And I think if this had been a silent film, it wouldn't have been directed by James Cameron, because he's not... No, no, no. He's not an art guy. He's not an art guy. He is a spectacle guy. Yes. Dang, is a spectacle. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's almost like... I mean, I could have even seen this movie being directed by, like, Michael Bay. Oh, heck yeah. Because it's very much a, there's some cheesy dialogue, yep. but you, we, we're we mm-hmm. packing the seats, not because yeah. of the dialogue, because you want to see blue people bang. <laughs> and you 
don't. You don't. You know, I honestly, that's probably my favorite sex scene in any movie ever. Because it was, it was tasteful. Like, yeah. If if they had gone any farther than they did, I would have become a furry, I guess, because that's what that, that, that is furryism, right? I mean, they are mammals; they have hair. Yes, right. And yeah, I think so. Ooh. I mean, well, I mean, technically, technically, like, I mean, there were this whole movie was one giant nip slip from like Zoe Saldana's <laughs> blue CGI character, because like, I'm My like, goodness. I wasn't crazy, because I'm like, there were a bunch of close ups. I'm like, wait, that's a nipple. <laughs> But you can get away with it because, because they're, they're blue, blue people. people. <laughs> That's why the blue man group performs naked. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. think those are drumsticks? Mm-mm. You're wrong. <laughs> Many of them are, oh no, kangaroos have double, oh, not penises, the other thing. Um, Vaginas. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Because they double ovulate and have twice as pregnancy. <laughs> Something science like that. Yeah, science. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. So do, yeah. did you, I'm guessing like, obviously other than the, the obvious mm-hmm. factor of like, Hey, we didn't necessarily like a lot, like every mm-hmm. single element of this, but it was yeah. fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Were there any other like points you want to make about this movie? And would you double feature this with anything? You could, this is ooh. one point before I get into a long tangent or a possibly long tangent. Okay. Call it something other than unobtainium. That is the dumbest <laughs> bs name i was i i audibly groaned like there were and, and there were not a small number of people there was probably the most people in this particular mm-hmm. cinema of any movie that i've mm-hmm. seen there in the last like year and a half and i've seen a fair amount of movies yeah. there uh, there was Just, an audible groan oh. like oh so when they first said it i thought oh this is the funny nickname they've given it because it's hard to obtain and later they'll give us the cool scientific name and they said it a second time and doubled down and i went oh you're kidding me right this is oh gosh all of this money on special effects and you couldn't pay someone to invent a cool word that was dumb that was that was by far one of the dumbest things in the movie but i did i groaned but then i laughed at how dumb it was so i guess they made me yeah it it kind of fits in with the universe. I mean, being, it, mm, yeah. Mm, mm. Um, but as far as what to pair this movie with, I would say it's incredibly versatile because it appeals to a large cast of people. Almost everyone. Everyone who likes to look at cool things. Everyone who enjoys science fiction. Um, kind of eh, environmentalism, I guess you could almost say. Because it, it's got a very clear save the trees message going yeah. on in there um, yeah this is very much a yeah. you know i am the lorax i speak yeah. for the trees yeah. um i appreciate how they handled that it wasn't a like you know shoving your face into it and saying hey you need to think about this more because and i was, thought that was, was going to be the case but yes. it was like no like no. literally this world mm-hmm. is its own living Ecosystem. organism it was so cool yeah that too. was very cool um but anyway you could pair this with a lot of things um one would be the same movie but inverse where the alien race has exhausted all of its resources comes to our planet destroys a bunch of american cities and then welcome to earth it's independence day which is Mm. essentially the same plot or signs 
which is essentially the same plot. <laughs> wow, spoilers <laughs> for Signs. Oh, shut up. Everyone I, knows. <laughs> look, honestly, at this point, everyone knows that there's a twist in every M. Night Shyamalan <laughs> film, pretty much. So, like, pretty if much, you spoil... Yeah. I don't really... Honestly, I probably shouldn't even put a... I, I've, I've started, <laughs> like, if we mention The Sixth Sense, I'm like, I don't even put a spoiler shield anymore for it. No, like, no. I'm just like, no. I should, I should just do that with all um, M. Night Shyamalan films. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway... Um, What's funny is uh, Signs might be a better inverse of this movie because the acting and the dialogue is just so... It's what you're there for. Yes. The, the plot itself is still kind of you know generic and basic, but you, you are there for the acting and the dialogue and the way they, they just handle everything. Yeah, and the plot. Yeah, and then the, the end, of course, is... Yeah, it's the end of Sign. It's not my favorite ending, but it's not bad. Uh, they came to a planet covered two-thirds in water, and they're allergic to water. Oh my gosh. Who, who would have thought? It was, it's <laughs> the, it was the plants. <laughs> no, that's what I'm going to say. It's um, the happening. It's the happening? Oh. Because the plants are the ones killing everyone. Dude. That's the real that's inverse. That's the real inverse. Mm, I like that. I like that. <laughs> um, so anyway, you could, you could pair it with a sort of like reverse of that. Because there's a lot of aliens come to our planet and destroy things. Um, cowboys and aliens, pretty similar thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Aliens come, cowboys kick ass. Movie's over. That's that's a fun movie. I love that movie. I haven't seen that one, but that one did look fun. That's it. That's even got Daniel Craig in it, doesn't it? Does. It? it does. And um, oh, I can't remember the guy's name, and it's gonna kill me. He plays a sideish character, but he's that guy I really like. Doesn't matter because I'll never think of his Is name. Is he the guy with the big nose? It doesn't narrow down to a lot of people. There's... The guy who's vaguely Russian-looking with the big nose that kind of slightly looks like Liam Neeson? Yeah. I don't remember his name either. Awesome. <laughs> but I like him. Dang it. I like him in okay. everything I've seen yeah. him in. All right, rock on. Um, yeah, he always going? plays, like, the side character who's, like, kind of, like, cool, but that never really gets, like, the main screen time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Poor guy. But maybe he's just better as a side character. I don't know. Anyway, um, you could also pair this with a video game because I feel like it would fit in really well. Lots of video games don't have great plot. But here's one that does and fits in with the theme of the Avatar itself where you are essentially projecting your consciousness into, as it says, an Avatar. Um, have you ever played Soma or seen it? It's one of those frictional oh, games. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that game, that game gives you the plot for, oh my God gosh it just drops plot on you left and right it's so good for plot whereas this movie's not <laughs> but it's got kind of the similar theme of new bodies going in there um where yeah yeah um ooh, all the frictional games games are awesome <laughs> including all of the amnesia sequels which everyone hates anyway um you could you could pair it with that but you could also pair it with like um scooby-doo and the alien invaders that's a good one. Mm -hmm. I, I think that would be mm -hmm. a solid plan because Alien comes to Earth and wants to bang Shaggy. I mean, kiss Shaggy. Yeah. <laughs> and she looks like a 70s hippie chick because that's where all their um, transmissions came from. I guess also like, mm. in that similar vein mm -hmm. of animated films where aliens want to bang people, mm -hmm. um, the one of the Futurama movies, The Beast with a Billion oh, Backs. Oh, God. <laughs> Someone had to explain that joke to me because I didn't get it. Does that... <laughs> Does that say something about me? Uh, maybe. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> but that one definitely has a similar feel yes. to it, like being like, okay, there's this there's this living organism that's essentially creating a hive mind, but yeah. it's instead of being yeah. this thing that we're trying to take <laughs> over, it's taking over us. Yeah. yeah. Um, I could also very much see this movie kind of working like uh, with any sort of. Um, Again, I, I like that you that you kind of brought up the inverse where it's something mm -hmm. happening like to like uh, people mm -hmm. instead of mm -hmm. happening to us. Um, one movie that I think would actually be a good sort of dark pairing to this mm -hmm. would be, and actually I think it might fit better mm -hmm. than now that I'm thinking about it in my mind talking about it. Mm -hmm. um, it's a it's a movie starring um, I believe it's Dennis Quaid, but Pandorum. Oh. Pandorum, yeah. yeah, maybe like they come to this new world, Pandora. So I think yes. they actually, I think the ship's name is Pandorum, but I think mm -hmm. they're going to, I think they name it because they're going to a planet called Pandora, <laughs> uh, or something like that. And that they all literally yeah. like, you know, again, I don't know. Have you seen this one? I've seen bits and pieces of it, but I haven't seen it all the way through. Okay, so I, I saw it like three or four times when I was in college, but. Not because I, I was, like, super into it, but mostly yeah. because, like, a lot of people watched it. And I'm like, oh, hey, you should watch this movie because it's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. And we kind of, like, put it on the background a bunch. Yeah. But I think that it's a solid film. Okay. Um, it's It's got a lot of... It's a very much... Think... Without giving the plot away too much, think... Um, aliens... Okay. Meets... Mm, it kind of... Alien transitions into aliens, transitions into Planet of the Apes okay okay yeah and that's very much like it's a very much like a thematic sort of like mm -hmm. you know there's aliens on the ship what's going on here what's happening mm -hmm. sort of thing but it's sort of stuff happening to yeah. to these people here mm -hmm. right and they're trying to get to another planet because the earth is you know mm -hmm. dying resources so that could very much be like a spiritual prequel okay yeah to this film where it's like hey this is the early sort of like people coming to this world and it's like oh man it ended horribly for them but <laughs> hey guess what we finally got here to get the unobtainium <laughs> yeah. um, oh. <laughs> um but i i actually really like that as a pairing because okay, also yeah. it's a much shorter film <laughs> <laughs> that's like you can't really use this as a palate cleanser unless you watch it in stages <laughs> no 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 um another actual good one i think and and i think it's mostly because i was uh i guess spoilers on when we recorded this but i recently uh um released the episode on dr Zhivago. go back and listen to that episode uh Would recommend yes. very much uh, mm -hmm. it's a great episode very big mm -hmm. energy we had our live studio <laughs> audience there it's mm -hmm. a very fun time if you're really in for it right mm -hmm. you can you pair this entire with, day <laughs> if you have an entire day you pair this with dr Zhivago because you get great visuals yes. but also much more plot <laughs> even though it is a little bit frustrating at times mm -hmm, you get mm -hmm. sort of a frustrating cool like sort of like oh this is a satisfying plot mm -hmm. to then going to like i'm going to turn my brain off and get some plot but also more a little bit of plot and then you know whatever so i think mm -hmm. those actually work very well because they're both kind of love stories mm -hmm. whereas one's a tragic love story the other yeah. one is a hopeful love story yeah, so it's absolutely. a very good absolutely a very good pairing in my mind mm -hmm. i, I mm -hmm. like that idea of mm -hmm. you know if you just have the whole day avatar <laughs> and dr Zhivago pretty mm -hmm. decent yeah i like that yeah right i don't know i i like this i had a very <laughs> fun time watching it in theaters um do you have anything else you want to say before we rate this you know the only thing i want to end on is because i keep saying this would have made a great book i have to stand by that statement 
The problem is I don't read a lot of science fiction books. I read more fantasy, so I mm-hmm, never would have mm-hmm, picked this mm-hmm. up. So I'm glad it's a movie. And I'm glad he's making more. I want yeah. to go see more. I um, This has, yeah. seeing it in theaters made me want to go see the other one in yeah. theaters. Yeah. I If I don't get to see the, the sequel in theaters, I would contend that this one had at least enough to make me try to watch it on like a home screen i i would maybe yeah it, again it's clearly not going to be as good i might have to break out i might have to finally break down and like break out my projector and buy a yeah. screen because <laughs> i i've had a projector for years i just yeah. haven't had a screen and anywhere to put it so i might <laughs> have to like force myself to yeah put that out that that would be the only, that would be the better home option yes yeah. is, is as big as you can get it still looking good. exactly yeah because woof. Yeah, you need to look at it. So, on a scale of mm-hmm. of zero to five, Snake Pliskins, we you rated this a tentative four point two, mm-hmm. and I rated it a tentative four. Where are we at with this? I can't leave it at a four point two. I don't want to drop it too much, but I have to drop it to three point eight because my gosh, that plot is stupid. It's the dumbest. Oh my gosh! Dude. And the movie does drag towards the middle a bit, where you know what's coming and you're just kind of waiting to it's the montage sort of like we're training this guy up to Mm -hmm. get to the next thing like yeah Mm -hmm. it's you you know how this goes Mm -hmm. you've all seen a montage you Mm -hmm. know in a movie before we know where this is going Mm -hmm. but it was still visually cool yes it was wonderful to watch i'm glad I. but it did drag yes (laughs) it did yeah so for that reason i can't really i can't leave it over a four um because just objectively it's it's not a beautiful i mean i mean it's a beautiful movie it's not a brilliant movie it's a great movie yeah it mm-hmm. is i i don't think that this is a okay i will i will just semantically mm-hmm. i will disagree because mm-hmm. it's not a great movie mm-hmm. it is a phenomenal experience that's that's more accurate yeah <laughs> it is a pretty good movie it's mm-hmm. an okay movie mm-hmm. it, it, okay i'll say it's a good movie it's a good movie but it's an amazing experience mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you see it in theaters so i will say i'm probably going to i'm going to give this probably a 3.5 i'm going to come down mm-hmm. from four again for the same reasons like mm-hmm. if i would have seen this if i would have made the mistake of you know sitting down and like watching this like you know either on my <laughs> you know my my computer screen mm-hmm. right here which is not a small screen yeah, it's, it's a good a decent screen, screen. Mm-hmm or on my tv or perish the thought on my tablet <laughs> like where i watch most of my horror films or just most of the trash, films where yeah. i just don't have time to watch it mm-hmm. while sitting down yeah. with other people around mm-hmm. if i would have watched it on that i would have been like no this is the dumbest movie <laughs> and i hate it like why did i yeah. watch this okay there are maybe some cool scenes mm-hmm. but like and i get why people liked it yeah. but like damn this is dumb it'd be a two for the world it would be a two mm-hmm. it'd be a two for the world and some cool fight scenes mm-hmm. But as it was for the experience, it's a 3.5. Yeah. It is definitely that mm-hmm. way. Like, the experience itself is a 5. Yeah. Yes. Sitting yes. through it is a 5. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When you when you actually when you actually think about all mm-hmm. of the, like, plot points, it just gets <laughs> real dumb. It, it is. It's it's a joke. It's, it's, it's an absolute joke. <laughs> Ooh. It, you know, there's something to be said. Not every plot is fantastic. We've seen them all before. I don't expect anyone to reinvent the wheel anytime soon, but I expect more than the bare bones, guys. Come on. Yeah. Hopefully the next one will have an actual Some plot. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I guess we'll have to see it. We'll have to We'll have to go watch that in theaters yeah. at some point, maybe. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I guess yeah. if you don't have anything else, we'll close this out. I'm good. Peace. All right. See ya.
And I wonder if it really was. I think it was always was show business. I think they were pretending to be factories, and it was still show business. I heard myself speaking these terrible corny lines, and there I was stuck with $350,000 worth of show. And I had to get on somehow. Plus, at the time, oh, they were real jerks. Plus, plus, at the time, really pieces of work. Plus, plus, at the time. Did you see Armageddon? I assure you that I would rather have been shot. Plus, plus, at the time. Did you see Armageddon? I assure you that I would rather have been shot. I really did, because he was a monster. But they all were, or almost all of them, those guys. He came on as a monster, you know. He snarled at you, you know, like that. Plus, plus, at the time. He was a monster, you know, like that. Plus, plus, at the time. I assure you that I would rather have been shot. Follow us on Twitter at MWNS Podcast or contact us at MWNS Podcast at ProtonMail.com. All music used in this episode is produced by Young Carts and used with license. <laughs>